Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Everybody in. The ceremony is about to begin. Here we are, um, I think episode seven, I could be wrong, I think it's Ish. seven, um, of One More and Last Time, the podcast, and I am Jared Tabor, and here is... Tommy Perkins. Hey now! <laughs> so, this episode will be, um, Tommy will share as much as he wants to share, or as little. Um, he sent me some notes too, but it kind of, as you're talking, I might have questions just to kind of... You know, if something that somebody might want to know that yeah, you're thinking definitely. about while you're in that process. Yeah. And um, yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah. But if you want to just maybe give a short start from like your childhood when you found all that out and then we can yeah. kind of fast forward. Okay. Yeah. So if you see me like looking over here, I have my tablet like with all my bullet points and there, so I don't lose track. But uh, so I'm um, basically... Uh, when I was five years old, I uh, I was running down. This is how I got diagnosed. Was I was running down a hill, and I sprained my ankle, and so went to the doctor. And there's like a little piece of information I don't know of how my re- what my regular doctor seen to send me to a rheumatologist mm. at five years old. But he obviously seen something, uh, and so they sent me. Uh, to a place called McBride, uh, which is a rheumatology mm-hmm. group in Oklahoma. And uh, I got diagnosed with JRA, which is juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. And um, there, there's a lot of uh, misunderstandings about rheumatoid arthritis, uh, even people in the medical field. Like if, if you're not like what, people are like, oh, well, they went to nursing school or med school or whatever. Well, you know, like unless you specialize in something, you know, you only spend a short amount of time on each thing, you know, yeah. just so you have a general knowledge of a lot of things. So I was actually surprised by, you know, doctors or nurses that I talked to that didn't actually fully understand what the disease is. But, you know, they'll, they'll, th- oh, I have rheumatoid arthritis in my knee from football. Oh, no, yeah, that yeah. that's osteoarthritis, yeah, yeah. which is a hundred percent different. You yeah. know, uh, osteoarthritis, if you have it in your knee, you get a knee replacement, it's gone. You mm-hmm. know, uh, rheumatoid arthritis is actually an autoimmune disease. So it's, it's all the time making your body overwork itself. And that's why you become, um, prone to infections and, and, uh, you get sick a lot. You mm. don't feel good. You commonly feel like you have the flu all the time. Um, anyway, so, so that's just a little back history. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so yeah, so that's, that's, that's how I started, you know? So I, I grew up not being able to play sports and, uh, you know, of course that upset me at the time, but that led me to play music later. Uh, which actually probably turned out better for me than sports yeah. would have anyway. Yeah. You know, um, so so that's kind of the beginning of, of that. Uh, do you want me to, like, move on to the other things, or do you have any questions? Uh, about, I mean, I would say when you when you started to play music, yeah. did it affect you at that point? Yeah, it's uh, – it, it, it has always hurt to play, but the weird thing is, is uh, like when I'm playing, 
I, I don't feel it because like I'm like engulfed in the music too much. Mm. You know, it, it's just not something I think, but afterwards sometimes yeah. it hurts more. It, it, it hurts more now than it did then, you know? Um, but, uh, but to me, the, um, the, the benefit I get from it, like, you know, um, mentally and, yeah. and everything is, is far worth it. Yeah. I would say, yeah. Um, and I was going to say, weren't you, um, when you were younger, you were at church one time, I think, and somebody had prayed over you and they said that you're going to be like, you're called to play music or something like that. Oh, oh yeah. Well, well, it was my grandma actually. Yeah. Okay. yeah. My great grandma. Um, she, I was like, at the time I had to be probably about 12 because I didn't start playing any instruments till about 13 or 14 and um, I could have been 11. But anyway, right a few years before I played anything, she yeah. told me that uh, she was like a, a really, I actually have her picture right over here. It just, just kind of remind me of that, actually, yeah. uh, you know, um, of what she said. But she she told me that I was going to be a, a, a great musician and do big things, uh, you know, for God and everything. And I thought she was crazy, you know, because I, I didn't play anything, you know, so it's yeah. not that she could have just, you know, had too much faith in me in the beginning or something, <laughs> but, but yeah, like I, I, I didn't play anything at the time. And then a few years later, you know, uh, I, I literally just pick up sticks and start playing a full drum kit that yeah. I, you know, that I, I it could be before then I was just in percussion in school, you know, so mm. you just, you play a snare drum or a bass drum or as I, you know, and um, there was just this full kit setting up in the, in the drum room one day. And I was like, Hmm, it was like in between class periods or something. And I just sat down and before I know it, there was like 30 people in the drum room <laughs> and uh, our, our band director uh, was like, Perkins get in my office. And I'm like, Oh, and I was trying to have fun. And he's like, we need you for the jazz band. So I'm going to go with you to the office and we're going to get a schedule change. This was like in the middle of the year. Yeah. Apparently he, he told me that they had like drummers on the floor playing the kick with their hand. And then another oh, drummer no. was like, play you know? And so, I mean, I had a long way to go, you know, yeah. but I just, you know, I, it just came natural to me. Um, uh, drums is like the of all the things I play. Drums is the thing I had to work with the least. Yeah, yeah, you know, that came naturally, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so from that point, obviously, um, we so I had started like a garage band, um, with our original bass player Daniel, and this other guy um, was on drums. His name was Ben, um, but some crazy wild things had happened and um dan and i um quit his band that's how we did it we, we went we're like hey, we, we quit your band instead <laughs> of kicking him out we we're just like well just you're well, we're done with that band yeah um, and then we had you know asked you if you wanted to be in the band and kind of gave you the tape and stuff and kind of hit which know. i found the other day oh, and I'm sent sure. it to you yeah it was it was real yeah. bad yeah um, it was great but I, you know as they say the rest is history and and then, yeah but um, so I guess fast forward to, you know, we had been, um, things had started to take off. Um, we started playing more shows, playing locally, and then things really kind of accelerated when um, Radio U had played down. They had picked mm -hmm. up down, and we weren't even signed at that point. Um, and then 
so from that point, you two had started talking, and then yeah. so things so pick up from there, I guess. Okay, uh, so um, you know, like we we were dating, and it was normal, you know, in the beginning. At least I thought it was, you know, like uh, there was no uh, red flags, you know. Of course, now I can look back, you know, and and the fact that you know I had a lot of people try to talk to me about it, you know, you guys had tried to talk to me, and I talked to you about it a lot because you and I were like like we just talked about everything, you yeah. know, and, and, and it wasn't until like, like it, well, the night before the wedding, I had a complete like meltdown freak out, I guess, because I started to realize everything everybody was saying, Yeah, uh, you know, and, and I remember talking to you, I was like, dude, I don't, I don't know. And you were like, dude, I don't, I, I can't tell you what to do, bro. <laughs> you know, you were yeah. like, you just have to do, you know, and, and I had, um, I had producers, you know, that, that worked with us, uh, in the studio that just would happen to see like behind the scenes stuff, you know, every once in a while. And they, they'd be like, dude, are you sure you want to, mm-hmm. you know, deal with that? And you, of course, at that time you're like, yeah, you know, cause you don't really see anything wrong you know yeah but but that night before the wedding i just i freaked out and it's like all flashed in front of, and it wasn't like a like a, a cold feet because i was nervous or whatever it was like oh my god i don't want to do this you yeah. know and and i actually called it off and then like several excuse me several you know x amount of time later i ended up re Tracting that, I guess you would say. Yeah. And we went on with it, um, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, was there, was there something of that, like, did she talk you back into it or did you feel like. I, I, my, my thought was that like, like at that time in my life, of course I'm, I'm a different person now in a lot of ways, yeah. but at that time in my life, I was very afraid of hurting people's feelings and, and like, I didn't want to like, like I, I would have rather had been miserable myself rather than hurt somebody else. If mm-hmm. that makes any sense. So, so yeah. that was more of my, my thought back then. I, at that point, I, I don't think that like, I, I, I think it was me that said, you know, Hey, okay. It, you know, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just, freaking out too much about, you know, being nervous or something, you know, yeah. but yeah. Okay. Um, so you, you know, you do get up, end up getting married. Um, we, we all were there and then we, that's the, we had, we had to bail out at your reception to go yeah. meet up with Stephen Baldwin. Because, yeah. You guys got the better into that. Though, <laughs> that's for sure. Although I wanted to eat a slice of your snare drum cake. I did have a cool cake. <laughs> yeah. I did have a cool cake. Like, oh, so man, yeah. I don't get any cake. Yeah, it was. It looked just like my custom risen snare. That well, whole whole kit they made for me. But yeah, yeah it was a nice cake. It was but, cool. Yeah. So, as you're, you're, you know, you got, you got married. You didn't know what you were in for. No. <laughs> if you, I mean, kind of, it's up to you what you really want to share. Um, yeah. I mean, you have a ton of notes, and I, know I do. That they, yeah. They're, they're like timeline wise they kind of go pseudo, yeah. pseudo in order so it's really up to you what you're willing to share and kind yeah. of how things progressed and um so from that so, day you know yeah you, you don't have to go day by day but yeah know, just kind of moving forward so so like pretty soon um i think we actually had a fight that that morning after 
the wedding. Mm. I, I don't vaguely remember what it was about, but but we had a fight. And I remember thinking, day after the wedding, you know, this is this is probably not normal. You know, I am thinking, you know. Mm-hmm. And then um, it was soon after that that I began to realize the uh, controlling that everybody talked about. Like, mm. you know, I I was I was soon cut off from. Uh, uh, family, uh, I couldn't talk to any of my family, uh, and and if the rare chance that I did, it had to be on speakerphone, and she had to be right there, mm. like almost like like I was a puppet, you know, yeah. and like like I would look to her because she would tell me what to say, what I could answer or whatever, you know, that sort of thing, mm. um, and so uh, it, it was little clues like that, and then. Um, you know, pretty soon, like uh, other stuff started happening, and and this is where, I, like, uh, I'm I'm gonna generalize a lot of things right yeah. here. You know, it's it's different than you know, like talking publicly about it. But uh, but yeah, so so several things uh, began happening that I knew wasn't right, and uh, actually, it was the, the first time I, during the course of the marriage, I tried to leave her like probably about four different times. Uh, one of the times I even got my own apartment and actually called you. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, we reconnected, and, yeah. and I was like, "Yes, I get to, you know, I get to have a life again, you know." And and at that point, you know, uh, anybody that has been in a, you know, a controlling slash abusive slash however you want to label it, uh, relationship or marriage, knows that. Uh, you know, once once the person that's that's not the aggressor leaves, they they don't want that because they you know like they have to have that person to feed off of. I guess you mm-hmm. could say, uh, and and they will say anything to make you go back. and And if you watch the movies, you you listen to the stories. Uh, you know, it it's it's all the same. They take your friends away. They take your family away. They oftentimes um, have other advantages of over you. For example, um, uh, the truck I drove was not in my name, um, and so anytime I would leave, she'd be like, "Where are you going to go? That's my truck," mm. you know. And uh, w- which I got to, uh, I got to have my revenge back on that, uh, <laughs> and I'll share that later. But. <laughs> But, uh, but, you know, and, and so, you know, so it leaves you in this place of crap, you know, I, I am nothing without this person, mm-hmm. you know, is unfortunately what you think, you know, yeah. and you believe it like a hundred percent, Yeah, you know, and, 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 you know, that particular time I had my own apartment, I think I was, I think I was in there two, two or three months, maybe. So, I mean, it was that long, you know? Yeah. So after the time that I moved out, uh, you know, tried to move out for like three months and, uh, you know, end up going back, uh, you know, I just became like really depressed all the time. And uh, like I the only thing I wanted was uh, I just thought about dying all the time. Mm. Uh, You know, I I Mm -hmm. woke up thinking about it. I went to bed thinking about it. and you know soon like like you th- you it starts you you start thinking about it at first and then you start doing things what what most therapists call things like a cry for help situations mm-hmm. 
you know, like I'll, I'll share one of the things so so that people know what I mean. Uh, like for example, the first time uh, I I did something like that was like I I got I remember getting in my car and I went on I think it was I forty. And I just went like as fast as my car could go and hoped that something would happen. Mm. That sort of thing, you know, mm, where, mm. where you're not like actively trying to run into a wall or you're not, you're not, uh, you're not going to f- actively do anything to make it happen. It's just, if it happens, great, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, it's hospitalized for that. And every time it, it was weird because every time I was hospitalized, they would pretty much be like, why are you here? You're, you're not, there's nothing wrong with you, you know, mm. like, and, and I'd be like, well, you know, and I explain it. And, you know, uh, most of the time they would basically tell me that I needed to leave, you know, like to, to get out of the relationship, you yeah. know, and, and, but, but sometimes they would believe her over me. And they they would pump me full of like psych meds and, and mm. stuff like that and and um, those things man especially I, I I can't you know like if you maybe maybe if you needed them they wouldn't do the same thing maybe but but I just remember like like I just couldn't feel anything and it, it was just like spacey and it was bad you know yeah I'm pretty sure that that um, that's what they make anybody that takes them feel because it's oh yeah I'm sure probably. those type of meds I feel like are just to help you mask whatever and start yeah. getting down to the root of some issues. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, and, and I would say also like, uh, you know, people talk about the mental health system in America and, and I, and I think back to myself of like, what if, what if I really did need help? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like if I really did need help at that time, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have got it, you know? And, and, and I can even expound upon that when I talk about something later, yeah. uh, but, uh, but yeah, it, it really needs some work. Definitely. The mental oh, health yeah. system. You know, uh, so for a long time, I, I would do stuff like, like the, uh, you know, the thing I talked about, like driving fast and yeah. hoping something happened. I, I did probably two, two more things like that, uh, different things, but like that, uh, and then, um, let's see, I'm trying to think orderly. Uh, look, uh, We could go back for a minute and go, yeah. like, what year did you get married again? Uh, 2004. Okay. And then, so you were still with the band for two more years, right? Yeah. So 2006 is when. I th- that's actually where I just pulled up on my notes. Uh, you want me to go there? Like, the uh, when I left? Yeah, I mean, kind of maybe talk about... Um, how she was already pressuring you to do that and yeah, that kind of thing. And maybe then you can kind of go forward. Like why? I mean, cause obviously um, I mean, I even touched about it myself when uh, the band was over, like you just, you're a mess. Like, and so yeah. you, were, you were kind of forced to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so it was about uh, 2006 uh, and um, basically she had uh, pulled me aside and told me that she wanted me to quit and it just so happened to be in a time where like we at that time we we weren't on the label anymore but we were actively shopping uh uh was it waiting on love uh we were shopping to some labels and and doing some showcases and stuff so um is that right 
I think like, so, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like we we still could have, you know, had some you know, there was still a reason for me to keep trying, you know, keep yeah. trying and I wanted to, you know, but um but yeah, she just basically didn't didn't give me a choice. And, you know, now I wish, you know, I I would have quit her then <laughs> rather mm-hmm. than the band, you know, but but that's you know uh, the one thing we, I remember about that too is that like your last run with us was an ever stays red run. And I think yeah. we, the very last show was somewhere down in South Texas and yeah. she had called me or text me or something and was like, Hey, I'm going to surprise him um, and show up, you know, to celebrate his last show. And, but I'm immediately thinking, no, you're showing up to like ruin it. Like, exactly. Yeah. To, to, make, to sure, make sure to make yeah. sure that he actually is going to leave. Yeah. And that none of us have talked him out of it. Yeah. And so I yeah. was like, oh gosh. And I, I wanted to tell you, but I was like, uh, she might want to try to kill me. <laughs> I mean, this, yeah. I wasn't afraid yeah. of her. I didn't. I, was, I remember one another time she like mouthed off to me. I think it was we were down in Texas again. Maybe we were down in White Coat playing a New Year's Eve show. And, and that was when Newt. Um, was with us too, and yeah, she was trying to take over. Do you remember that? Like, I mean, that's anything. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's and just so, her, man. And I like, she gave me that face that she would try to give to you all the time mm-hmm. with her little sat. And I was like, yeah. I was like, that don't mean nothing to me. I don't go yeah. home to you, exactly. So I was like, oh yeah. gosh. So I just remember those. I mean, and, and you had said before, like you know, you had. I remember being at, at your house, your little house in Norman there. Yeah, and you were like, I don't know what to do i don't think i should i was like i i can't tell you what to do um i can just say that it's probably not the best decision to move forward yeah i was like ultimately it has to be your decision yeah but just i mean we all saw the signs like you said a lot of people your family even out even people who were way outside um oh yeah any you know purview of stuff that was even even more serious than what we had saw was yeah. saying the same things, but you know, like you said, you 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 get into that and you kind of feel like that's you know your only option, maybe or whatever, and then um, so you can move forward. So then you know, with, with the band stuff, you're, we're always at the end. I remember those those um, those situations um, on the road and stuff where man, you had to be on the phone oh, like nonstop, dude. Yeah, like you couldn't like be a, at the merch table. You, no, you. You know, would let you eat, sound check, and then you had to be on the phone with her. Yep. Um, ba- basically, to to supervise me, basically, you know, like like to make sure that I wasn't doing or yeah. talking to girls or yeah. in which which that that's totally crazy because I was never like that. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, I I I, I was like probably like. I don't know, but it, but it was just not something I did, you know? Mm-hmm. So like it was extra frustrating, you know, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then when you guys, we'd oftentimes like after a show, you know, we'd find like a Denny's or a equivalent of Denny's wherever we were mm-hmm. in, in the U S at the time. And, and I remember many times I would have to stay in the van. Like, like for example, if there were like, if, if any of y'all had friends in, the 
city we were in that happened to be girls, you know, and, and it oh, was yeah, just, I remember, I remember yeah. a specific story. We were in Iowa yeah. yeah, and I was even, I had a, I was dating somebody at the time and I, those girls had showed up, um, to the show. Well, actually two groups of girls, um, for, I, I don't know. There's girls all over the place that would try to hang out with us all the time. Yeah. And I don't mean that in like a, you know, where, whatever. Um, yeah. It's, just, it, it was not, not in a sexual way. No, it was just, I'll just say it, you know, yeah, they were awesome. just to hang. They were just yeah. awesome people to hang out with. They just happened yeah. to be girls. Um, mm. But I remember that we read a, I think IHOP at that time, but even my girlfriend kind of got a little psycho at that moment. Cause my phone had died during the day and yeah. she like, logged into my voicemail and heard the voicemail of one of the girls that was coming to the show. Oh, and so yeah. then called that night while we were at IHOP. And then I, and then I guess she took that other girl's phone number and like called her. And so like, oh, oh. so I was wow. starting to see some little, <laughs> yeah. You, Short, shortly <laughs> after that incident, we broke up. Yeah. Um, but I was like, that's not okay. But I remember that it was me, Eddie, Josh, and you had to be in the van. Cause there was like four yep. girls yeah, that were hanging out with us at IHOP, and then even went to like Walmart. We had to go to Walmart for some reason. We were in Iowa, I remember yeah. that. But I was like, and they actually like, asked questions like, "Where's Tommy?" I was like, so we just had to make something up because we didn't, want, yeah. you know, to seem yeah. weird. But yeah. yeah, all that kind of stuff. So going from those type of situations, and she, had, you know, makes makes you leave the band in two thousand six. From that point, you're you're already struggling with the marriage cause she's super controlling. And, um, I don't, when did it, I know you started, you, she made you make a choice of whatever, like on the fly, like you got to do something. You can't, you know, Oh yeah. 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 So, so pick so, up from there and <coughs> go forward. Okay. So this also goes with what you and I kind of touched on, uh, I think maybe two episodes ago or something. We kind of talked about how, when you left, or not left, but when the band was over, basically, yeah, and you went through that whole like identity crisis kind of yeah. thing, you know, like that that kicked in like immediately for me, like as as soon as as soon as we got back home, you know, and I'm like loading my drums and throwing them in the spare room or whatever, mm-hmm. it just like kind of it just hit me, and I was like, you know, when and 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 what I'm about to say is not to say that I think we were huge or anything like that because I don't, you know, but, but we did, you know, a a certain level of, you know, achievement and things like that. And then you realize that you're not that guy anymore, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're just a normal guy and you don't know what to do, you know, like, because, uh, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't plan on ever doing anything but music, you know, like it's, it's what I want. It's what I still want to do, but it's an, we'll get into that later that I, yeah. you know, it's just another thing I can't do, but uh, you know, it, it's just, uh, you know, and, and I just didn't know what to do, you know? And, and I was, I remember sitting, sitting down one day and I, and I was just like having this battle within my head of like, what do I do now? Because the only thing I want to do, I was taken away from me. So, you know, and I basically was told that, you know, I didn't have time to, to sit and be sad about it. And I need mm. to be a man and mm-hmm. pick something to do. And, and so I ended up uh, going to nursing school, um, uh, which, which actually turned out to be a, a good, good career for me while it lasted. Uh, I guess now I can move into like the surgeries and all that. Yeah, Cause yeah. that's where we're in the time. So um, I graduated uh, from nurse. It wasn't, it, it was like a, 
it was a, a fairly short, it was about a year. So about 2008, uh, I was on, I got hired on, on one of my places I went to my uh, internship at. They hired me before I graduated. So, so I'm at that job and um, I start having a lot of hip pain in both of my hips. Uh, long story short, I go see a surgeon and I have to have both of my hips replaced. Mm. I was 24 years old at the time. And, uh, and I actually had to go to a special surgeon because not every surgeon would, I was considered a complicated case since I was so young. Mm. Uh, you know, I mean, you gotta think joint replacements are like, yeah. you know, end of life kind of stuff, you yeah. know, like in, and so I had to go to a special surgeon uh, my first surgery uh, went horrible. It wasn't the surgeon's fault, but it, what it ended up happening was when I guess they use th these scans uh, on the area that you're going to have surgery on. And it tells them approximately like it measures your bones inside of you somehow. Mm -hmm. And it basically tells you tells them what size of hardware you need. <laughs> and so anyway, uh, it's supposed to last about three hours. The surgery ended up lasting eight hours. Um, she got a call uh, in the waiting room that basically said, if you're a praying person, you need to start praying now. Mm. Uh, and, and like, I was like bleeding out and they couldn't keep blood in me, you know? And, and so like it turned a uh, three hour surgery, turned an eight hour surgery. Yeah. Uh, little did I know during that time, She's like kicking my family out of the hospital what? for no, for no reason. Uh, and I remember waking up and I, and I was, uh, I was getting, a, another transfusion, getting more blood at the time. Mm -hmm. And I could, you know, when like you can just feel something wrong and you, you don't know something's wrong, but you feel it, you know? Yeah. And I was like, well, what's wrong? And, and, you know, finally drug it out of her. And she basically told me that my parents started all this stuff. And I knew that was mm. I, not true. Mm. <laughs> I almost said something else. Yeah, I, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I, I knew that was, well, I try to keep it Feet, yeah. clean for our fans, you know, <laughs> uh, in respect for them. But, uh, but, uh, and, and so like, and, and basically I later found out, you know, like she, like she would post guards by my door so that no no family member could i mean they would they, it, like like they would like my grandma and grandpa tried to come see mm. me they were escorted out by a certain person uh that she had standing there Gosh. and and all this all this time you know i i'm like i'm just basically recovering from being at death's door in a yeah. surgery to that's the first thing I'm faced with, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, and then I'm like, what, what happened? And then my surgeon came in, well, you know, we almost lost you on the table. And, and also you've got some other kind of stuff going on that I don't really know much about and, and all that. And so, um, so basically that, that's the first surgery. The second surgery on my, right side was done three months later. So they do it so that, you know, your other side has mm. time to heal to yeah. support the other side. So um, in December uh, of 08, I had the other surgery, which went much better as far as no complications, you know, um, 
but but again, my family wasn't allowed to be there, just like straight out of the gate this time. Uh, and I'm telling you, I mean, that's like one of the hardest things you can do is uh, any anybody that's ever been in like a situation like this can probably relate. But when you have to tell people, you know, you're not allowed in my life when that's not what you want. Yeah. But it's what you it's what you have to do to survive basically at the moment, you know, yeah. uh, to avoid another fight for at least five minutes or something. You know, I mean, you you it's crazy the things that you will do to avoid stuff, you know. Yeah. And so during this time is 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 I'm uh, you know experiencing uh, you know problems get worse. You know, you know, like at, at some point I just started to like. I just completely checked out in my head, like in, mm. in every way possible. Uh, and, and I just, uh, you know, like, you know, at some points I was, oh, you want to fight? Let's fight. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, I'm just being real, you know, uh, I don't want anybody to hear this and think that I, I did not just set and take this. And anybody that knows me knows that I wouldn't do that, especially now. But back then I was, a, took me a little longer uh, because Again, back then, I was very, uh, I worried about what people thought and, mm. you know, things like that. Um, I, I, and I'm a lot different now, and a, a lot of it's not good. It's just unfortunate uh, byproduct of everything that I've been through. But, uh, and, uh, and so, uh, hold on, let me try to think. We were talking about the surgeries, and then, um, yeah, th things just kind of kept getting worse, basically. And, and my tolerance for, the things w was like non-existent. And, um, and so, uh, basically in about 2013, 2013, I started having problems. If, if you realize I forget anything, just no, you're fine. feel free no, to tell. I keep looking down. Yeah. Um, and, notes and, and stuff. And so, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm on the, like the surgery parts now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So about 2013, um, I developed this pain in my left side, which was the surgery that I almost died in the very first one. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so I develop a pain and to make a long story short, I go to my surgeon and, you know, at first they don't know what's wrong. Um, and because all my blood work was fairly normal, you know, I have abnormal blood work anyway, because of rheumatoid, uh, you know, but, but it, 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 there wasn't anything obvious to say infection or anything. So um, they did about three surgeries where it's called an open I and D. So open incisors and drains. So basically, mm. they would they would cut me open, wash everything out, clean it, scrub it, you know, to try to get the infection out. You know, yeah. but but at that point, they didn't know what the infection was. But anyway, so they get samples while they're in there, um, and it turned out to be. Uh, something called osteomyelitis, which is a bone marrow infection. So I, so I had this bone marrow infection in my femur, when which a lot of people, if you don't know about hip replacements, when your your femur, you know, is that long bone, your thigh is is what mm -hmm. most people call it, but it's called your femur. They drill into that bone and they put a stem of your of your hip prosthesis in there and so so a lot of people are like hip replacement then what's your femur have to do with that well that mm. that's what it has to do mm -hmm. with that so so um anyway developed a bone marrow infection and so then at that point they determined okay since we know there's an infection now 
we have to end up doing the surgeries that we were trying to avoid, which is called a, a two-stage revision, which is uh, the first stage is they open you up, they take all of your hardware out, all your prosthetics and all that, mm. and they put a piece of plastic in, basically. It's called a spacer. It's just to fill that space between your um, your joint and your femur, you know? Yeah. And so... Um, so you have to have that out for about three months. And uh, while you're doing that, you have to be on um, IV antibiotics. So I had to have what's called a pick line. And it, it, they put it, like, right up here. Uh, I have, like, scars from, like, six of them. Mm. And so at that point, um, I, I would work whenever I could. So I would, like, be at the nurse station charting and giving myself my IVs, uh, all, all at the same time. And then I'd have to go to uh, the bathroom to change my dressing many times a day. Because uh, at this point, it was just, I, I don't want to get too gross for, for all the non-medical people out there, but but it, it just leaked a lot of mm. stuff. And so I constantly had to change it and, mm. and all that. Um, so, so, the, so the second stage of the surgery is after the three months and they, they feel the infection is gone, they'll go ahead and take you back in, open you back up, and put new hardware in. And then you, after that, it's it basically you have to start over with the hip replacement. So you, mm. you have to learn to use your muscles again and all that kind of stuff. So, so that particular two-stage surgery... I had to do three times mm. at three separate times and it, it was horrible. <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I had to do uh, all of that. And then um, on the last time, uh, the, the last time they took the things, the, my hardware out. So I'm, I'm back home uh, and we lived in an apartment and I had a hospital bed in the room and uh, something happened, and this is one of the, another one of those things I don't want to exactly share what happened, uh, just because I don't want any problems to come out of talking about yep. this, you gotcha. know. Uh, but um, so something happened, and and I was like, no, this no, I'm not going to sit here and take that, you know. And so, but the problem was uh, when I when I was in the hospital. When I come back, she had locks put on all of the apartment doors. And she would, whenever she go to work uh, or, you know, wasn't there or anything, she would put anything that I could use to walk. I shouldn't have been up walking anyway, you know, because I just have a spacer in my leg at this point. Yeah. And, like, walking is, like, only for an emergency, you know. And so so she locked everything that I could use to help walk up uh and then when when she did this particular thing, uh, I was like, "All right, that's it." I was like, uh, "I'm done with everything." And uh, like I talked about before, about like you know the the times that I would uh, do the what most therapists call cry for help or call mm -hmm. for help or something, you know, I always knew the line, you know, like to you know, and 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 I and I didn't want. To cross it, you know, but this time, and again, um, I don't want to say what I did, but I will say that I used uh, my medical knowledge to make sure that it, it happened. And so I, I did 
that uh, thing. Mm-hmm. And then I remember I knew that there was like, I knew there was going to be a very short time before like everything would just go black basically. Mm -hmm. And I remember I called my parents. I had my phone, like she would take my phone a lot, but somehow I I had my phone. I don't, I don't know how, but I, but I had my phone and I remember I need to call my parents. And so I did. And I was like, you, you guys got to, I don't remember exactly what I said, but something to the effect of, you know, like you guys got to, you know, come help me. I don't, I, I, I don't have long. And then the next thing I remember after that is being in the ambulance and they were starting my IV and the, you know, the EMT or whatever paramedic was saying, you know, stay with me. And then everything just went black. Mm. And, uh, I, I woke up in the hospital. What I later found was three days later. Cause I, I went into a coma after all of that. Mm. And I remember just completely freaking out, you know, just like you see on TV when people wake up from comas, you know, like they're there. I was strapped down, you know, in, in anticipation that when, I, if I, if, and when I woke up, I would be freaking out, you know? Yeah. And so you have the tube down your throat and everything, and they don't want you to pull that out. And all yeah. So, so you're tied down. So I wake up not knowing anything and I'm tied down and I got this tube down the throat and I remember like trying to scream what the F, but I, but I couldn't because I had <laughs> this thing down my throat and, yeah. and then, and then the, the, you know, I remember asking the nurse, you know, like all these medical quit, did you, did you guys give me the certain med and did you yeah. do that? Yeah, yes, we've done all that, you know? <laughs> and then the very next thing I remember was what I was told right after I did what I did. And, and I was really angry about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, and I remember screaming you said this and, uh, my family told me later that there was like a nurse that was assigned to stay in my room at all times. And they would always ask, they would always ask people, who are these people meeting my, at the time wife's family? Because whenever they're in the room, he acts completely different and, and like he doesn't talk and he's always, before he talks, he'll look at her to make sure it's okay to say what he's. And then whenever these other people are here, meaning my family, He's like a hundred percent different person and she's charting all this, you know? Mm, So mm -hmm. again, just more proof that other people that did not know me, did not know her saw all these things behind the scenes that everyone thought they couldn't see, you know? Yeah. And, and so at that time, uh, I also remember thinking, you know, thank God I'm alive because I shouldn't, if, if I told you what I did, you, anybody that knows anything would be like, you know, you should not. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, so a- after that, I remember thinking, okay, that is my hugest wake up call that anybody could get. And I was actively trying to find out what, what I needed to do to get out of the marriage. The problem was, uh, I still had that first, only the, the first of the last, two stage surgeries, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Yeah. I, you know, and, and I couldn't walk on my own, you know, I, I, I was in a hospital bed and all that. So I had to figure out how am I going to do this when I can't jump in a car or 
hitchhike or whatever, you know. Um, and so I remember uh, that another thing happened. Uh, all I'll say is it involved her and my injured leg. That's all I'm going to say. And also at that point, I like threw caution to the wind in regards to my own safety of my hip. And I'm like, all right, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to mess you up now, you know, like, because yeah. of what you just did to me knowing, you know, and so, and I remember the split second, I, I, when I got, when I got to the end of the hallway, I just was like, no, no, this, I don't want to hurt myself more. And so I called my parents and I was like, I need you to please come get me. And thankfully they did because of what I just went through. And then, mm -hmm. and, and that was in 2016, August of 2016. Mm. And I didn't look back after then. And a few months later I was happily divorced. And, uh, that was, that was the best thing that ever happened to me was, was, uh, the divorce. Um, yeah, and, getting and, into that situation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, in, in, in several ways, I hate that the situation in, in 2016 in August had to happen, but because it happened, it made me cut all the bull crap of, okay, yeah, you, you'll get better this time. I'll come back, you know, mm -hmm. and it's just mm -hmm. this cycle, you know, a lot of people find themselves in it, you yeah. know, and, and it's just, you know, and, and, and to me, you know, like, like after being told I did go and they brought me back and all, and all that, like, I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that again. And, yeah. uh, I didn't look back and, uh, and, uh, so, so the, the other great thing to come out of that is, um, after the, you know, the last surgery was, was in August uh, and then uh, like three months later, I was scheduled to have the second surgery, which is where they put your hardware back in this time for the third time. Mm -hmm. So six surgeries yeah. on top of the first three or four. Um, and, and so, uh, so I got those in and the best part is after that surgery, it went away. It was completely gone. Mm. And, and, and so, uh, my surgeon told me that, that it was, uh, it was more than likely stress induced of why it kept uh, kept coming back and wouldn't wouldn't go away. No, I yeah. mean, I was on like I was on like by mouth antibiotics. I was on topical antibiotics. I was on uh, you know, pick line antibiotics three mm -hmm. times a day. So it had every reason to go away. It just wouldn't, you know. Yeah. And and so uh, you know, and, and he told me later, you know, also that he saw things that he didn't talk about and that he was glad that I was alive and, um, and glad to see me happy and, and all that. And, and then in uh, 2017, totally did not plan on it. And in fact, I did not want to get married for a long time just because of all of that hell. Mm -hmm. uh, and, but, but I met my wife now and, um, and we're, we're great, and um, we got married in mid twenty seventeen, and we're very happy, uh, and everything's great. And uh, yes, she lets you uh, 
have friends. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I could do anything. You know, like, yeah. it, it, you know, it's normal, I guess, for most people. But yeah. like, yeah, if exactly. You're, you're in a you're an actual and in a normal relationship now. Yes, and it it was funny because like it took me a long time. Like I had a lot of PS, PTSD about it. Yeah, and um, when when I say PTSD, I think. There's a stigma about that. Like if you're not in the military, you know, and I, and I, I'm not, you know, I wasn't in the military, obviously, but, uh, you know, I, I just want to say more people can have PTSD oh, yeah. than just military people. And, and it means no re- disrespect to what they go through, you know, problems are problems, you know, well, trauma, trauma, trauma. Is, yeah. It's crazy. Like, I mean, like that's I, the thing is you didn't, you didn't really share in detail what I know. Yeah. And which is, I mean, take the most wild and crazy, like, lifetime movie that you can think of where it's like psycho craziness and like multiply it, um, multiply it by, you yeah. know, 40, yeah. 50. And, and know, that's something like people that. are like, how could it be? And like, no, just trust me, it's that bad, you know. And I personally wouldn't mind sharing the stuff. I just don't want any problems, you know. Yeah, like, no. if she were to see this and you yeah, know, no. try um, to sue me or whatever, and yeah, you know, so because I want nothing crazy. to do with her. So, yeah. uh, um, but I think that's just the thing is people don't think about too is that um, when you think about situations like that in a in an abusive. Um, whether it's physical or, or emotional, um, spiritual, even um, marriage or relationship, a lot most I would say nine times out of ten, everyone's going to think it's the roles are reversed, which would mm-hmm. be you would be doing that to her. Yeah, you don't really get to see a lot of the opposite, which does happen, and oh, it, it probably happens. happens way more often. And the the problem with it is. At least to me, what I think is that there's this stigma that mm-hmm. guys are supposed to be the tough. Supposed to be you tough, know, yeah. You, yeah. you know, you don't be a wuss. You're, you know, you're said, you know, be a man. You don't have, you can't show fear or whatever. You need to stand up for yourself. But it's psychological too. And so, oh, yeah. one, you, she's taken everything from you. Yep. Um, your identity is completely gone um, because of the whole. You just don't know what you're doing with your life anymore. Yeah, you get get you away you you know you're isolated it's almost it's almost to me like you hear like i'm i'm real big into true crime like i watch true crime stuff on netflix all the time i like i'm just i don't know i'm just drawn to it yeah you hear and even podcasts and you hear like when um like serial killers or you know that type of stuff or um groomers like they're you know Mm -hmm. they isolate yeah. I, they try to get the person isolated. You have to do that. Brainwash them. It's like yeah. an, it's like the cult. Like if yeah. you if you're in a cult, they get you away from your family, mm-hmm. away from your friends because they don't want you to leave. Yeah. Well, and then they because yeah. they're brainwashing you. Yes. Like, and I'm sure that that's kind of what happened. Of you know, anytime that you tried to leave, you know, what are you going to do? You can't do anything without me. Exactly. You know, you're not, in you're, my name or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. And so you psychologically you believe it because that's just yeah. you know she's. Yeah ripped your identity down it, to nothing they they um, want their voice to be the only voice you hear yeah you know what i'm saying because because you can't have you know uh them telling you you can't make it on your own and somebody yeah. else saying dude you can do this bro yeah. you know just you know that's that's why you know it's a it, it, it's the same and and several for a long time i even still catch myself doing this but my wife has been great. Um, her name's Melanie. Uh, 
love you. Uh, <laughs> just throw that out there. Uh, so uh, there were several times I actually would ask her, can I call my parents? Or, and she'd be like, well, I can't tell you what she would tell me. You know? but <laughs> she, she would basically tell me, shut up, I call your yeah. parents. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, um, and, and so, I mean, that's just like, a, I mean, all kinds of stuff or, yeah. you know, uh, there was several times after if 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 I was around anybody uh, arguing or anything, I would just start shaking and and I would just I just would want to like what I always tried to do in the midst of a big problem. My first reaction was to get away, mm-hmm. you know, because like like if you push me and push me and push me, I'm gonna fight. You know, yeah. that's just who I am, even more now than then. But uh, and so my my reaction was to just get away. You know, if I just make it to this room and shut the door, then I don't have to worry about what I am going to react to or, or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, so like so I just went right back to that. You know, if I if I heard people arguing or whatever, then I would just go to a room, shut the door and. You know, and and I'm a lot better now as far as that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. um, and uh, but but yeah, she helped me through a lot of that, and um, mom and dad's helped me through a lot of that. You know, and uh, you know, even just them, you know, telling every once in a while they'll you know say, hey, you know, you've come a long way, you know, proud of you and stuff, and that and that that feels good to hear from everybody, you know, yeah. and you know, and Mel tells me that all the time, you know, but but now you know I. I would say I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty normal now um, yeah. as I can get, I guess, you know, it has, it has, uh, you know, my, my personality is different now and a lot of things are different about me, but, but I'm still, you know, still myself, you know, yeah. it's just some things uh, you can't come back after fully, you know, so, so yep. that's, that's kind of where, where I'm at. Um, and I, and I think. I think that's about think, it. Yeah. 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 Without going into yeah. details yeah. and stuff. But yeah, yeah. I think uh I think what why we wanted to talk about it too couple of reasons. One, this month is mental health awareness yes. month. So I would say if you're listening to this and you you know know somebody that's in a situation like this or you yourself are in a situation like this, um, you can get out. Um, yeah. you you have to, you know, we can put some information in um the liners and stuff um, oh, definitely. you can talk to and reach out to people. And um, especially if you think that you have to, you know, take the drastic measures of, you think that there's only one way out. Yeah. Um, definitely reach out for somebody too. Um, and, and, and about that, you know, like not to get like, uh, I'm speaking from somebody, you know, like uh, there's a lot of people that you'll talk to and, and I was even like this at one point in my life, dude, well, how could anything be that bad that you just mm, would mm. rather die than, and there's people like that in the church and it's terrible, you yep. know, but, but, but the, the thing is, you know, everybody needs to wake up because it's real, you yeah. know, and, and I will tell you, you know, from somebody that shouldn't be here from that, you know, it, it's not worth it, you know, um, and, and I know that, that you feel like it is and you completely believe it is and because I've been there, but you know, if you, if you could just, you know, the thing I always tell people is like you, you have to sometimes change everything to get out of that, uh, 
mindset or, or, Mm -hmm. you know, thought process, you know, and if I were to have stayed, I, I'd probably be dead, you know, because Mm -hmm. I would have done it again. And, and, you know, and, and so like, for me, just my story, I had to get out of that marriage, you know, and uh, it was either that or die, you know, basically, you know, and so I would encourage you, whatever it is, whether, whether it's a relationship or, or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you know, seriously think about making some life choices, uh, you know, um, whatever that may be, you know, um, because it's much more worth it to do that than it is to, you know, do something that you really don't want to do at the end of the day. Yeah. And so we will have all that information in the liners and stuff. Um, you know, I wanted people to hear your story because one, you can play drums now. You still, like yeah, after all your yeah. surgeries. And yes. then um, there's like, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel for yeah, things. For They're sure. Not, it's not the end for a lot of that stuff. And Which I was also told, I was like told by her that I would never play drums again. And that's what I believed. Mm. Uh, and the story of how I started playing again is probably too long to get into, but uh, yeah, it yeah, is. We can talk about it on another one. Yeah, yeah, maybe another one we can tackle that. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to get his story out. Um, you know, like we said, if if you know somebody's in a situation like this, or you see signs of that in your family or your friends. Um, I mean, most of the time the signs are real obvious, um, mm-hmm. but then other times, you, you know, you can kind of pick up on things here and there um, and just reach out to those people and see, yeah. you know, ask them, are you really okay? You know, um, don't be afraid to say something. Yeah. Because you know? it, it's better to, to say something and them be mad at you, you know, because, mm-hmm. because at least you said something about it. Yeah. You know, so. And it could be the before it's too late situation. Yeah. So. But yeah, we appreciate you listening. I know it's probably a little different than what we normally talk about and things got some serious tones and stuff, but um, it's real stuff. People deal with it. And um, I think the church uh, needs to do a better job um, coming alongside people like that and really helping them get out of the situation. Oh, for sure. um, And working them through. And um, I hear way too many stories of, of women trying to get out of abusive relationships and the pastors are elders or whatever church leaders are saying um nope you need to stay with them that's biblical you need to you know submit to your husband and i was told um, that many times it's not okay and it was also if what they're doing is not lining up with the scripture and acting in the in in and as a disciple of christ should act like and and then no yeah (laughs) you're not to submit to physical emotional spiritual abuse yeah it's not okay it's not okay you know and i I was also told that everything was was my fault Mm. by by the last church i went to Mm. Uh, you know my my constant surgeries i was told i was doing something wrong in my life Mm. and i was uh, and they most of the people at that church believed her over me uh, for the few that did know behind the scenes stuff, which actually, th- this is also kind of maybe a part two someday or something, yeah. but uh, also what led me to completely stop believing in God for quite a while. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, which again, yeah, is we like, should talk about that. Yeah. yeah you know, we'll, I mean, we'll that's another that thing another that people you know, can struggle with and go yeah. through. But I mean, I, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
glad to talk about that sometime. Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate y'all listening, and um, we just our hope with it is that um, to let you know that you know if you are going through something like this, you're not alone, and um, that there is help, and that there are better days ahead um, when you get the help. So for sure, we appreciate it, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening.